You're listening to 1881, powered by the American Hereford Association and part of the Hereford Network. Here's your host, Shane Bedwell. Welcome back to another episode of 1881. This is your host, Shane Bedwell, and we're really excited about today's episode and uh, hope all of you are doing well. Um, it's a good time right now in the beef industry and, uh, it is beef month. It is right upon us and we're super excited to have today's guest with us and the segment title, a superior eating experience. And I'm here to tell you folks, the, the gentleman that's joining us today is a top notch, top of the line guy, uh, that's been in the meat business for some time now. And uh, he's he's done a little bit of everything, but uh, he's out marketing your great product, Certified Hereford Beef, each and every day. He loves uh, the product, and we're going to hear more about his experiences and his different um, and his different experiences with uh, Certified Hereford Beef along his career. And so today, I want to welcome you and introduce you to Mr. Colin Campbell. And he is the field marketing uh, specialist for National Beef. And so welcome, Colin, to the show. Thank you, Shane. I'm happy to be here. So let's let's get into a little bit of your background and uh, let, let the listeners know a little bit about you, Colin. Uh, where, where did you start your career in, in uh, the meat business? I started, I guess, you know, in the beginning in the culinary field. I uh, went to culinary school. Uh, in the early 90s, and then um, did the professional chef gig, if you will, for uh, a good solid 15 years. And during that time, I, I got married and started having kids and realized that uh, the chef life was not conducive to family life. Yeah. So I switched gears and went to go work for a broadline food, dis- food service distributor and did that for another 15 years, seven of which I was a territory manager selling on the street, Um, everything from artichokes to zucchini and everything in between. And then I had the opportunity to elevate my career within within the company and take on the role of center of the plate specialist. So that would be the, the subject matter expert for beef, pork, poultry, and seafood. And my role there was uh, to work with the sales team to educate them, to make them more valuable to their customers, as well as work with them out in the field to identify uh, where where items could be gained from a, a different different food service provider. Um, build that relationship with chefs and restaurant owners as another resource for information and opportunity to put items on the menu. So the the chef side of it just fascinates me. I mean, that's that's a fast pace in the middle of everything, making sure your team's going in all the right directions and but you know, you're the one responsible. So your your wildest craziest dish you ever made would be what? Or let's maybe let's not hit you that hard quick. What what was your your go-to dish that you like serving? Uh so a lot of my career was in the business dining division, so yeah. that um, that allowed me to have a, a, a broader palette of, of food items. Uh, and I do remember, you know, there were a couple of dishes that I would serve. Um, 
one would be a blackened ribeye. Obviously, I gotta can't discount beef because it's always got to be there. So right. I would always do a blackened ribeye. Um, that was a popular item. Um, Cajun chicken pasta, very simple, easy. Again, some kind of some spicy components um, there, but but people were wild about it. And uh, you know, people have always asked me, you know, what's your favorite dish to 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 prepare and I don't know if I truly have a favorite dish to prepare, but probably one of the things that I enjoy most is smoking a good brisket. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I guess, you know, it kind of all comes back to beef and uh, I guess that's where I was intended to, to stay. Right. So you're, you live in Georgia, correct? Uh, Yes. And Northeast uh, of Atlanta. Yep. Got a great family. You've, you shared a little bit about and, um, you know, you're off and running right now with uh, National Beef uh, as as kind of their territory uh, or field marketing specialist. So, um, you know, you've been with them uh, a little over a year now. And, um, you know, I think you bring such a unique background to this role coming from, you know, a chef's perspective. And then you were in food service. And that was really your first uh, introduction to certified her for beef when you were in, uh, working with us foods, correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about, uh, exactly what you do with national beef then Colin. So as a field marketing manager, uh, and my territory is the mid Atlantic. So it's the West Virginia, Virginia, Baltimore, DC, Delaware, the Carolinas and Tennessee. Uh, and a little bit of North Georgia. Wow. I mean, that, that's a big territory. <laughs> it, it, you know, and it's actually one of the smaller territories. Is uh, that right? Yeah. There's there's eight of us all together that cover the whole U.S. Um, so, yeah. So uh, I'm running and gunning Monday through Thursday out in the field every week. This is uh, kind of a one-off ability to be in the office this morning to to do the podcast. Uh, which I didn't mind, and my wife did not mind either that I, <laughs> that I wasn't off running to the airport. Yeah. Um, so my role is uh, is you know kind of uh, I wear two hats. One is on the retail side, where uh, I meet with both the the distributor, the meat purchasing directors in the in the retail side, whether you know it's for a for a larger a grocery store chain. And a lot of independent grocers, you know, they um, they don't have as shall we say deep pockets, a lot of marketing uh, money and and that sort of thing to invest. So I feel that that's where we as field marketing managers of National Beef become a, a a greater asset and valuable to the relationship that we build with the the local meat director, the meat manager at each individual store. We come in, we uh, talk to them about you know, our product, obviously, and how it's coming in the back door, you know, as far as leakers and anything like that. Um, we also talk about new items that maybe they could uh, put out in their meat case. Obviously, with labor being a premium these days, everybody is shorthanded. Um, we've really sort of upped our game on on value added, uh, further process kind of things just to take uh, a little bit of labor out of their out of their hands and make it simpler for them to market more product. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And then obviously on the on the food service side of things is my true wheelhouse. Obviously, that's where I came from. Uh, again, I meet with the the category managers, the procurement directors, fellow center of the plate specialists, all the way down to the salesman on the street. And depending on what the the opportunity is that's presented to me, whether I, I'm looking for opportunities within the organization or they bring me opportunities. Um, I work with them, do ride withs, you know, when I get in the car and we have samples and we go see customers and I'm able to tell customers about certified her for beef and how it really is going to differentiate them from their competition bar and grill or fine dining restaurant down the street. So, you know, that that being my background, uh, I feel that's uh, an advantage that I have that I can actually come into uh, and speak that chef speak with with fellow chefs and I can cook and, you know, present a dish to them from start to finish. Right. And really, really kind of just not just sort of, you know, leave an idea behind and go, this is what you should do. See you later. Um, I can I can bring out the, the steak and cook it and really show them that from start to finish that it's going to be a great product for them. Yeah, so so let's talk a little bit about that. Um, since we're at, we're at the restaurant, um, you know, when when you're converting or trying to you talk someone into, hey, you, you really need to use this certified her for beef product. You know, it's it's got great uh, differentiation. Uh, quality's awesome. I mean, what what cut do you take to? to sell that i mean is that the ribeye is that the strip is that the fillet uh when when you're doing one of those cuttings like that what what's the what's the magic cut that helps helps you convert them well so obviously we're always going to take one of the usual suspects from the middle meats right whether it's going to be a, a fillet a new york strip or ribeye uh obviously i'm a i'm a big fat ribeye kind of guy uh, but I, I have learned over the years that um, if I if I bring the, the New York strip, nice 12 ounce New York strip, beautiful product. It's my opinion, and, and, I've, and I've proven this several times over, that if a New York strip wins the cutting and when the cutting, obviously, for for our listeners that may not know what that really is, is, you know, I bring in two or three of my product raw steak and we cook them side by side next to what they currently have, mm -hmm. right? Simple salt and pepper, grill, flat top, whatever their cooking, cooking method is. And a lot of times I like to let their cook or chef do it. They're familiar. You know, they're the ones that in the end are going to be the ones that are going to be putting it on the plate and presenting it. Um, there has been times where I've had to bite my tongue and, you know, <laughs> say, what are you doing? But, but nonetheless, I found that in the, in that cutting, if you do a New York strip and it wins, which I'm going to say nine times out of 10 will, mm -hmm. um, that the filet is just a shoe in, right? I mean, a, a great filet is a great filet. There's, you know, you're not going to, and then on the same, same side, ribeye, right? A nice, nice juicy ribeye, beautiful spinalis on there. And um, just a, just a great steak. So again, I'll bring the fillet and the ribeye with me, but I cook the cook the New York strip. That's the that's the nail in the coffin, because if they eat that, they're like, man, you know, 
so many times I've heard, you know, I'm not usually a strip guy, but this thing's awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, there you go. So that's what I've learned. Yeah. That's that's the secret weapon. That's the secret weapon. I love it. Um, and those strip loins, I mean, they're so bold in flavor and I mean, they, uh, that cooked right and done right. Uh, and we know they're going to be good with, with CHB. So, you know, um, what, what do you see, you know, out on the street, you know, in these restaurants, uh, what, what, what are the trends that, that, uh, these guys and gals are needing, you know, I mean, obviously they like beef, you know, they're still wanting beef as a, a main stay or a main staple in their, in their restaurants for, for the features and whatnot. But what, what's, what's happening out there that you can share with our listeners? So I would say that, you know, as our consumers become more educated, um, we have a, a younger Gen Z millennial kind of group out there that are, are hyper aware of what they're eating. They want to know where it's coming from. And I think that certified her for beef, uh, through, um, brand awareness really, uh, can fit that bill that, We've identified, I think we're up to like 9,000 farmers and ranchers coast to coast mm-hmm. that are raising those beautiful Hereford cattle to um, hopefully, you know, kind of like a your, your middle school or elementary school child. You hope that they grow up to be somebody great, you know. So right. these, these, these ranchers are raising Hereford cattle uh, with the expectation that it will meet those 10 scientific base specifications in the grading process that make them certified her for beef. So it's, you know, it's a choice or upper two thirds or better kind of uh, scenario. And then we're, you know, we're able to identify those ranchers, those farmers and uh, reach out to the farmer and say, Hey, we've got this local restaurant. We've got this local food service distributor that um is going to be presenting and, and selling your product and we'll we'll put the two of them together and yeah. you know we truly do put a, a face and a name with the brand that the restaurant owners and and grocery stores alike that are able to uh make it more relatable and then obviously the customer then is like oh my gosh I, i've driven by that farm before i've i've always i, I never knew that yeah. so we're really you know that that sense of supporting local right that's a big thing local farm to fork farm to table kind of thing um certified her for beef enables us collectively to do that to support the local guy and uh like i said you know put a put a face to the name so colin i mean that that's awesome i mean um I I hope our listeners heard that and what great opportunity, because I mean, you said you had what, eight different field marketing specialists around the country for national beef. And you've utilized some of our breeders, um, to do these, whether it's an on-farm tour or coming to the the restaurant or the, the grocery store and the marketing material that, uh, our team does here on the backside and, and working with this field team to merge it all together. I mean, that's, that's a, we've got to keep putting the hammer down on that and creating those relationships and that synergy because it just, the light bulb went off. I mean, it's like, wow, you know, this is, 
this is not just a a regular plain product, you know, that's good, but there's there's a story with it, right? Absolutely, right? Yeah. And that's that that's definitely uh several bullets in my gun when I go out there is um telling the story of certified her for beef. Uh I, you know, I, I kind of always give a nod to um the Yellowstone TV show and um especially the the one with um Tim McGraw. And I was like, hey, have you ever watched 1883? Right. Like, yeah. And I was like, have you ever noticed the cattle that they're driving west through? And they're like, yeah. I was like, those are Hereford cattle. And so then I go on to tell the story of how Hereford cattle were came from Herefordshire, England. They were bred for royalty when they came over to the US back in the 1800s. Um, when at the time crossbreeding them with Longhorns and and those type of cattle that are less desirable to eat, they were they were termed the great improver. Right. That all of a sudden, the the, the cattle that we were we were breeding at the time became so much better to eat. And then let's fast forward to to present day, where you know our our breeders are are keeping that gene pool, the genetics, much tighter. Right, that we're breeding uh, Hereford genetics with Hereford genetics, so um, w- the 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 finished product is unrivaled. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the, the the bold flavor of a strip loin earlier, uh, and it, it's something that I say when I'm when I'm pitching my program, the, the the product, and I was like, Chef, as cliche as it sounds, certified Hereford beef is beefier and you will taste it and when they do when they do take a bite they're like oh my god it's i was like right it tastes like what beef should taste like you know it's just it's got a good bite the flavor the tenderness it's all there yeah and um it it, it's you know i could i kind of get a little excited about it because it's it's um it's true and it's easy to sell something when not only do you believe it, but you know it to be true. Sure. So what, uh, I mean, national beef's going full speed here. Um, uh, I mean, good, good times are for in it. Uh, seems like, you know, um, uh, you know, what, what's the challenges, you know, in, in the restaurant, uh, business, uh, food ser- or retail, excuse me. I mean, what, I mean, is price driving a little bit of this or, I mean, is it, a point where, you know, the American consumer is okay spending, you know, the, their hard earned dollar on, on high quality beef. I mean, what, what, what are the challenges that you're running into just in general, you know, as you're, as you're moving beef out there in the field? So obviously, you know, in the, in the beef market, in the beef industry, I think we're overall, we're kind of seeing a a downward trend a little bit, right? We're, we're tightening our, our bootstraps. Um, but what we have seen, what we've found and and research has shown that the American consumer is willing to pay more for good quality beef that they feel that, you know, as you said, you know, their hard earned dollar. So they don't want to spend their hard earned dollar on a mediocre cut of meat. They want, if they're going to spend it and, you know, Let's be honest. We're talking about a premium beef. 
right? So it's 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 a choice or upper two thirds product. Mm-hmm. So it is going to be higher both in quality, marbling, uh, and price than say a commodity select product uh, or even an imported product. But our but our consumers are willing to pay more to have that eating experience that's going to tell them, man, that was a good steak. And whether it's at a restaurant or whether dad's cooking it on the grill on a Saturday night. So have you seen the, it's, it seemed like after COVID and this is maybe just a, a shame Bedwell theory, but it seems like after COVID the renewed interest in going home, making a steak on the grill um, the consumer realized that they could they could find this high quality beef at their grocery store uh, rather than going out to a restaurant, you know, and and that was the only place where you could find this superb steak. Are, are you seeing that out there? In, in the, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I think you know, like you said, you know, COVID obviously brought us all home, and uh, then when you know COVID kind of lifted, people scattered went back out to the restaurants and that sort of thing, but then suddenly realized for a various number of reasons that they really enjoyed that family time together, mm-hmm. that that brought us together. Um, and what I, you know, again, what my role is, is to uh, encourage the retailer. You know, people, people ask me all the time, they're like, man, so where do you buy your beef? You know, where yeah. do you go shop? When you're buying local, where do you go? Uh, so I tell them and obviously identify them as, as you know, national beef customers, uh, butcher shops, right? That's a, we've done really well with certified Hereford beef in my market here locally and outside of Atlanta with using certified Hereford beef. And um, so, yeah, that ability to say, go here, go there, uh, you know, I, I feel like as an ambassador of the of the beef industry, I I always educate people that ask me a simple question, probably more than I should, uh, but to um, yeah direct them to say you can get a good steak here, and you know, ed, like I said, educate them, help them understand why the why this steak is better over here than down the street, sort of thing. Right, right. Um, you know, you've you've. And Maurice kind of told me about some of your your conversions, um, but let's let's give the listeners uh, maybe uh, kind of a behind the scenes on you know some of your 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 latest conversions of of taking a center of the meat you know brand and converting it to CHB and kind of why they went with the with the product. I mean, I know we've probably already covered it in some way, but I mean, can sure. you sh- share a couple of, you know, just, I, I think our membership really likes hearing, you know, when, when their product, you know, the genetics that they put out there and, you know, the, this, this is going full circle instead of them hearing about, you know, the, the weaning weights or, you know, some of the performance or the mothering ability. Now they get to hear about, okay, the, these genetics are working. Uh, all the way to a consumer a thousand miles away, you know. Right. Yeah. So uh, if I can stay on point, I've got I've got two stories, two two sort of conversion uh, things to share with you. 
So we have a customer in Southern Tennessee. And um, when he, he came out of a huge corporate restaurant steak world and decided he was going to retire mm. sort of and open his own restaurant. And he, he, uh, he met with some of my colleagues at a food show and uh, sort of I'd heard for beef was presented to him. He loved the story. Uh, he was all in. So now he has it on his menu. He's marketing certified her for beef uh, and come to find out that he has local Hereford farmers in his area really? came to his restaurant and they were like kids in a candy store because yeah. they had never been able to go to a restaurant, much less local, you know, their, their local watering hole, if you will, and be able to eat the beef that they're raising. Right. And so that was a huge win. And that it, it's fun not only for me, but for, you know, for the, for the chef owner to have patrons come in that are so excited because they're, they're eating their beef, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and again, you know, so food service being my background, um, I've had a lot of experiences with, with converting customers over to certified her for beef. But I think, uh, the retail sector, which is so new to me, has been a lot of, has been a lot of fun and, uh, we've got a, a, a large chain uh, of store, independent stores up in the, uh, the the Maryland, Pennsylvania market, and they have gone full bore on certified Hereford beef. We've done, you know, meat case conversions where we come in with all the marketing material, make it look really beautiful. And, um, you know, they're able to to offer hand cuts for the value added kind of thing, as well as, you know, the middle meats. We do a lot of short loin T-bone uh, steak business with them. Obviously, they're cutting those in house. But again, it's being able to, like you said earlier, to bring that true steakhouse quality product. Right? He's using the certified Herford beef premium, upper two thirds, choice, heavy marbling, fantastic eating experience to his everyday consumer, and. So they they are getting a real treat in like I said in in rural Maryland and in Pennsylvania. That's awesome. Yeah, and they're 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 going like gangbusters. It's fantastic. Yeah, that would be a fun. Uh, and what what are those uh, those uh, grocery stores? What's the name of those? For so they're called Save a Lot. So, okay. Yep. You know, and so yep. Uh, typically, Save a Lot you know, you think is a, uh, is a value price driven yeah. type of environment. Yeah. And through meeting with the meat director and the owners of the group and, you know, working with the, the CHB marketing team, um, in the office there meeting with them, taking them out as a group and, and educating them. Uh, it's fantastic, you know, and there's, it's, it is slightly more expensive. But the, the meat director there, Lonnie, has told me, he's like, you know, my customers are now to the point where they're coming in saying, I want the, you know, the overwrapped packages that the butchers are preparing with that red and black sticker on there. I want that CHB sticker on my meat. I know what I'm getting. And that's, you know, again, that kind of, that brings it back to part of, part of my selling spiel of, the, not only the the quality that you're going to get, but the consistency mm -hmm. that time after time after time, 
their butchers, their meat cutters know what's going to be in that box every time, whether it's a whether it's a bottom round flat or a New York strip. They know what's going to be in that box. They're going to be able to cut it. The yields are fantastic. Uh, and they're able to pass on those savings, if you will, for, you know, minimal markup, regular grocery store markup sort of thing for high quality beef. And it's, um, it's, I guess you'd say it, it's a very rewarding experience to, to go in there and, and see, you know, a, a local grocery store with all this fabulous beef in there. Well, and that again, kind of goes back to that theory of, um, you know, the American consumer, uh, whether it's in the grocery store or at the, the restaurant, they want high quality beef and, you know, a save a lot brand, uh, taking on certified her for beef, I think sends a phenomenal message to the beef industry in general that, uh, high quality beef is here to stay. Um, and, and, and our consumers are, are desiring it and they want it more, more 100%. than ever. Yeah. They are willing to pay really, you know, pennies more on the dollar, if you will, mm-hmm. for a better eating experience. Mm-hmm. So, um, Colin, I don't know. I mean, what, um, I've really enjoyed this and, and it's a, it's a side of our AHA business certified her for beef. I get a kind of dab my toe in every once in a while and, uh, more on the, you know, the life side of, you know, making sure our, uh, genetic evaluation tools are working. Um, and, and we're giving the best tools to our breeders to keep, you know, making that, uh, that beef as good as we can. But if you would, if you would step back and say, okay, what, what's one thing that every, American Hereford Association breeder could keep doing and keep doing well, what would that be? <laughs> Shane, I don't know what they're doing exactly, but whatever it is they're doing, keep doing it. <laughs> because what they're doing out there in the pastures and feedlots uh, to produce such a fabulous product, you know, uh, because I can comfortably go to anybody and say, if you want a better eating experience, better dining experience, you want to wow your customer, make Make it a more memorable experience, whether it's a, a CHB fresh patty or a steak or even a chuck roast. You know, the, what my customer is going to receive on the, in the, in the back of the, off the back of the truck to then give to their customer, whether it's retail or food service, is can't really give it in one word because it's going to be consistency and quality. You know, so... The guys at the at AHA and and CHB, you know that that partnership is uh, phenomenal, and I'm I'm honored uh, at National Beef to to be able to be out there every day selling it and promoting it because like I said earlier, it's something I believe in, and I know it's not just smoke and mirrors. It it is a true true eating experience uh, that delivers on the promise. I, I don't know, Colin, um, how we get 10 more of you, uh, on our team, but, uh, you, you have me wanting to go, um, buy a steak right now. And I have, I have plenty of beef in our uh, freezer at home, but you, uh, you get me excited about, uh, our brand certified her for beef. You get me excited about the business 
and such the opportunities that are out there for us to continue to grow and grow our brand and, and just get it in front of people. Uh, there was a reason why there was a Hereford steer or bull on every steakhouse um, around. Um, back to that bold flavor, back to that eating experience. Uh, Hereford is unmatched. So uh, I can't wait to see what you continue to do at National Beef. Um, it, it's really exciting to have you part of our team um, and what you've done. I know, uh, again, Anne-Marie is, uh, and Brennan, they're, they're very excited uh, working with you and, and partnering with you at food shows and uh, just what's going on. I mean, it's an exciting time, and I'm, I'm glad, again, that you're, you're part of our team. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Shane. Thank you very much. I've I've really enjoyed it. And again, you you guys have made it easy for me to to sell certified herd for beef. It's a product I I believe in, and uh, I love selling it. I really do. Uh, the the supporting aspect that you guys provide is is first class, and it's it's just a great great experience. Um, I do want to share one. I'm going to share a story with you, really yeah. quick. Back when um, I was with my food service distributor, and we were targeting our first our first steakhouse restaurant, mm-hmm. and Emery and her team had provided me with a list of of all the farmers and ranchers in all all the forty eight states. So obviously, I dialed into Georgia where I was at the time, and identified that lo and behold, there was a a farmer uh, probably about two miles from where this steakhouse restaurant was. So after I did my steakhouse presentation and cutting with the restaurant owner and the chefs there, won the business, needless to say, um, I took it upon myself to go meet the rancher or the farmer, you know. So I drove down the road, literally walked up to his front door, knocked, and I'm in like in the chef coat sort of thing. And his wife answered the door. And I said, you know, afternoon, ma'am. My name's Colin Campbell. I know you don't know me. (laughs) <laughs> but the reason I'm here is, uh, and I told her who I worked for and why I was in the why I was in the area, and uh, I said I just wanted you to know that going forward, that restaurant down the street will be serving the cattle that you raise. And so she went and got her husband, and he brought me inside, sat me down on the couch, and we probably talked for two hours. Is and now right? he. He talked way over my head about a lot of the <laughs> genetics and that kind of stuff. And, and you know, but it, 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 he was so tickled. Of course, it was I, you know, in my opinion, I was meeting a celebrity because he was he was talking about what I wanted to hear, yeah. you know. Um, and so that was just that was just a fun career moment is uh, to be able to really connect the dots, kind of going from, you know, what I'm putting on the back of a truck to deliver to a restaurant to the guy that made it all happen. And um, that's just a, it's just a fun story. And I remember Anne-Marie, when she found out I did that, she just thought that was hilarious. She was like, I can't believe you did that. I was like, well, you told me where to find him. <laughs> so I did. So Hereford Breeders, the moral of the story is when when, when, a, when a chef walks up to your door, it's going to be a good thing, okay? That's so right. let, let, let him in and... Uh, and, and and talk to him. So I don't know if you can say the name of who that was. I'm I, you you piqued my interest. I I I'll have to get back to you on that. I, <laughs> his name escapes me. I apologize. Yeah, no uh, problem. But it was in uh, it was in rural Georgia near Brazelton. 
Okay. So yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's cool. That that is neat, and uh, I mean, I, I, again, uh, thank you for everything you do each and every day promoting the Certified Herfer Beef brand uh, for us, and um, it uh, it's exciting. Again, um, a celebration of Beef Month, and in my opinion. Uh, every month this beef month, uh, we just get to put a little bit more of a spotlight on it in May because, uh, the, the grills are firing and it's nice, uh, a good time to be out with family and friends. The weather's, um, you know, really, really nice, uh, typically this time of year. And so it just kind of begins that, uh, um, uh, that rewave or that, that new sensation of a whole nother year of grilling or preparing certified her for beef and so uh wish you the best as you wrap up your busy may and uh we'll be in back on with another great episode here in june um we're working on uh, our calendars and and getting some really special guests prepared uh, to bring you some incredible content but uh with that we're signing off and uh, thank you for listening Thanks for tuning in to the American Hereford Association's podcast, 1881, with host Shane Bedwell. For more information, visit Hereford.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today. <laughs>